This podcast is brought to you by Central, helping schools work smart. They're using the technology and realising that they can actually use their peers to help each other learn. So inadvertently, then that crosses over into the classroom space when the technology isn't being used. You know, and, and, and that can be, a, you know, a skill for some students that can be, you know, difficult to learn. But they have a lot of confidence first to try it in an online space. And then it builds up their confidence and you start to see that, you know, unfolding inside the classroom as well. That's Nathan Richards talking about how Microsoft Teams is helping high school students learn from each other. Nathan is my guest today on Central Station. Hello, I'm Colin Klupik. Nathan Richards is a Microsoft Innovative Educator and spends his time helping teachers and students get the most out of Microsoft Teams. It's a way of looking at managing and teaching classes that takes a different view to the traditional LMS or learning management system. In fact, for Nathan and Brisbane Catholic Education, the view is very different, as they don't actually use a traditional LMS. And as Nathan describes, there are indeed many benefits and advantages of using the team's environment to bring classes together to achieve better learning outcomes. Let's find out more. Nathan, your job is actually quite broad when it comes to technology education or integration across the system that you're working in. Can you just briefly describe your role? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I work for Brisbane Catholic Education and in my role, I go in and out of all of our schools, um, upskilling teachers and the use of technology. So um, that's broadly around the Office 365 tools, which of course will include um, teams and using that on a um, a wide range of different devices as well. I have to admit right up front that uh, I'm, I'm a bit of a Microsoft Teams fan myself. I do actually yeah. like using the app. But if I think about it from a slightly more objective point of view, in one way, it's really just, you could think of it as just another app that has become popular. Is that because Teams creates a different way of communicating, do you think? Um, I think, like, for us, the the attractiveness of you know, the app in particular in educational sense is just that, that level of security that comes with it. Um, You know, where it's, you know, it's very much locked down to, you know, our tenant and that's obviously individual for each, um, you know, tenant that's using it or different schools or organizations. And, you know, there's a lot of confidence in using it, knowing that, you know, there aren't going to be any issues around using it. And I mean, in, in general, the, the, the interface or the user face itself is, is very is very simple to use as well. How do you find that the kids gravitate towards it? Is it something that they pick on uh, pick up on quickly? Uh, yeah, the, the kids. So in my role, um, we work a lot with the students. In my role, inevitably, um, our core focus is the teachers is to upskill the teachers. Um, but normally, the kids kind of. Um, have the skills of using it it's the how to use it and how to use it appropriately and how to use it in an educational sense Um, that's the part that the students need more of the help and the assistance from Um, but the other side is you know it's more so the teachers that kind of need a little bit more of the technical side um, of, of what it can do and how and, and to have that confidence to do it. With the students, it's definitely more of a how to use it appropriately and what it could be used for in the right context. Um, context. 
Does that level of appropriateness come from trying to understand the difference between just a uh, a casual social media interaction uh, and a more formal educational situation? Is that is that the kind of appropriate distinction we're making? Yeah, I think you know for for us and our tenant. For students, so for instance, as an example, to communicate, um, they can only communicate via what's called the the post or previously the conversation section inside of each team. And so that's a very, you know, that's a very large, broad audience. You know, normally it's the entire class plus a couple of teachers that they're communicating with. So, you know, it's it's definitely, it's about teaching them, you know, what type of questions is it that we need to ask in this space? Um, you know, are they questions that are going to help other students? You know, are they questions um, that maybe are actually more appropriate for an email than um, a, a group conversation? And, um, you know, once once you get it right, it's really, it's it's kind of, it's beautiful to watch. I, time and time again, when I work with classes and I work with teachers, you start to see this change where kids get really confident in regards to using that part of the software. And for example, like they'll ask the question um, and the other students in the class have already appropriately answered it before the teacher can even get to it. So you've got this whole collaboration side that's happening inside of, you know, the software whereby it's kind of, you know, in a way, it's empowering students to help each other at the same time. So you're seeing a, a, <clears throat> an increase in, in collegial learning amongst the students. Do they actually realise that that's happening themselves? Have they started to feedback on saying, oh, look, we, we realise that we're able to help each other better? I think the, the beauty of it is the Passover between using technology and not using technology in that the, they they use it. They're using the technology and realizing that they can actually use their peers to help each other learn. So inadvertently, then that crosses over into the classroom space when the technology isn't being used. You know, and and, and that can be a you know a skill for some students that can be you know difficult to learn, but they have a lot of confidence first to try it in an online space, and then it builds up their confidence, and you start to see that you know unfolding inside the classroom as well. During COVID, there's been a lot of talk about remote learning. Uh, I've heard it talked about as school at home versus homeschooling. And then you hear all these other terms like uh, in-person learning versus synchronous or asynchronous teaching. For those people who haven't come across those distinctions before, can you help us determine the difference between in-person versus synchronous versus asynchronous learning? Yeah, absolutely. Actually, we um, recently did a um, uh, uh, online presentation for another another product um, through for Minecraft education, and we spoke about how we actually use Teams for that asynchronous environment, um, and how we could use it as a communication platform and also a file storage platform for work to be passed on. Um, so, you know, particularly useful when you're working with something like that. It's a piece of software that doesn't have cloud-based storage. Um, so what you can then do is um, you can use the file sections, you know, which are basically just SharePoint websites running in the background, um, put the file in there. And then we know that as a group, whether it's as a class or whether you're creating what are called private channels. So they're in a way, they're like smaller groups inside mm -hmm. of the team that you then have this place 
to work together and be working on just one file, but then using that conversation or that post section to communicate where you are at in the learning or in the project or who it needs to be passed on to, who it doesn't need to be passed on to. The other side of it, of course, the collaboration side, you know, the document um, management side and how that's set up in the file section is is definitely designed for collaboration. You can take that same approach and work with a lot of the documentations, you know, Word, um, PowerPoints, Excel documents. You can put them inside of Teams. You can put them in the file section and the students can actually open that up together all at the same time. It can be working collaboratively on that, on that document, on that piece of work. Um, we quite um, often see it, you know, for an example, would be, uh, you know, the students need to put a class PowerPoint together and they all need to be working on it at the same time. I had a particular teacher who just during COVID, when we did have some lockdowns, um, they at the end of the week, she wanted the, you know, the students to put up a photo and a description of something they learnt that week. So she created a 28-slide PowerPoint, put it into Teams and, you know, had their name on each PowerPoint and the students could go in and just fill in their section of the PowerPoint. Um, you know, instead of what we would normally see in the traditional way where every student would create their own PowerPoint and then the teacher would have to get them to all submit it and then they would have to then take all of those 28 copies and put it into one. And yeah, as you can imagine from a teacher's perspective, it's just such a it's a, it's a massive time waster um, <laughs> when when the software is you know a soft piece of software like teams is already there to help you manage that side and you know it really kind of changes teachers pedagogy when it comes to um, using that that element or that side of the software more from my conversation with Nathan coming up if you'd like to hear how Microsoft teams has made an impact for another innovative educator, Check out my conversation with Dr. Amanda White, who teaches accounting at the University of Technology in Sydney and loves to audit. Uh, because if we want them to be active learners, to be critical thinkers, to be problem solvers, you know, we need to reflect that. And you know, sometimes that happens in teams through our discussion, where I will say, look, does anyone have an idea of, you know, this is my perspective, but I want to know what you think. But with higher education students, they really appreciate seeing that we can reflect we can adjust and we can learn as well. To find that interview, make sure you subscribe to Central Station on your favourite podcast app. I know a lot of teachers who have access to Teams that's sitting there on their computers and they've got an LMS at the school and they've got, um, they've got email, of course, and then they go to their classes. So, you know, many schools, if not all schools, are... Uh, fully back into into classes now, as in in-person on-site classes. And some of the times I get responses from teachers that say, look, it seems counterintuitive to me to use an electronic communication system like Teams if I'm here with my class. So I walk into my class, they're here, I'm here, we're talking. What do I need Teams for? I mean, okay, so you've described a, a collaborative example there with PowerPoint, but in terms of the communication side, well, we're all here. What do you make of that? I think, um, you know, for myself personally, um, before this role, I was using Teams as a classroom teacher. And so my background before that was secondary teaching. And for example, when I was teaching um, 
mathematics. You know, if I had done, and I'm still very traditional, like I, I, I love to just, you know, jump on a whiteboard and use a whiteboard to do my work. And, um, but what I could do with something like Teams is that I can then, you know, if I've um, got something like my phone or if I've got Teams on an iPad, I can jump, you know, I can get that, jump into the app. I can, in the app, take a photo of that work that I've done and then I can post it into Teams, you know, with a title, you know, this was Monday's work, this is what we did, and, you know, and that's, you know, super beneficial for any students who have missed the class, you know, they've missed the learning, um, you know, for some reason or other, they haven't got that piece of the work down, they can go back to that and they can see it, you know, it's also just a reminder point. Um, I just had a blanket rule when I was teaching, and I know I've come across a lot of teachers who do the same, that in Teams, they will just set up a homework channel. And that is just their point for homework. That's where all of the homework goes. And they, so students always know that that's the single point of reference. Um, and it's easily managed. Um, you know, it's clearly communicated. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think of some other examples as well where that's happened. I like the idea of a but, homework channel because then if a student has claimed that their dog ate their homework, they could always post a picture of it <laughs> and put it into that channel. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So the thing is um, with uh, asynchronous learning then, when you've got uh, you know things not happening at the same time, so teaching is happening at a different time to someone receiving the content then, uh, we talk about the use of LMSs as well, the learning management systems. It seems like there's a fair bit of crossover here in between those two systems. Are they radically different? Are they converging? Can can they both be used at the same time to mutual benefit? How does all that work? Um, to be honest with you, we so we don't actually run an LMS. Um, a Brisbane Catholic education. Um, oh my goodness. We, what? Say that again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we, um, every one of our schools has what we call a SharePoint site. Um, so it's a, the, the site's run by the school. It's, you know, that's kind of their calendar. Um, that's where all of the school documentation is stored. It's locked down to the school. Yeah, everything that's in there is ownership of the school, not of any individual. Um, and then we work around the rest of the software um, you know, we kind of believe that each part of the software has its own kind of role and re responsibility. We, we don't necessarily have like a one-stop shop for everything. Um, and I have worked with LMSs before, uh, you know, I've worked for other organizations that have LMSs, so I'm familiar with them. And I guess this is probably more so my personal opinion is that like, they're great in regards to everything's kind of in that one location it's nice and neat and it's organized but i also know that from a real life perspective outside of school that not everything is always like that you've got to be moving between you know lots of different platforms and softwares and you know different ways of communicating and everything and it's got to be you know it's very spread out you know um by all means you do see lmss coming into the you know that corporate side of it but we um yeah no we don't we don't have a, a single lms that we that we run for all our schools 
Well, that's uh, that's very interesting to hear because um, I know many schools are trying to struggle with both, and the, uh, the some of the feedback I get from teachers is that they just can't simply handle the idea of of managing two at the same time. I want to come back to that in just a moment, but before I do, I just wanted to ask what sort of feedback are you getting from the students now a little bit further down the track, looking back? is it Has it been a generally positive experience for them? Can you see them wanting to move further in that space? Yeah, we, you know, the, the uptake from the students has been brilliant. You know, um, in my position, I get to see a little bit of analytics um, behind our usage um, of the software across the entire organization. And you can clearly see the students are engaged. They're very confident um, in using the software um, by all means. They, they, in a way, like they are kind of just like teachers. They, You do hear them saying, oh, wouldn't it be good if it could do this? And wouldn't it be good if it could do that? And um, it's kind of you know, Teams is definitely an emerging product. You know, I've seen it from when, it, you know, before it was called Teams. And, you know, originally it started as, from my understanding, like in that business product, and it's kind of come into this education suite. And, I mean, given the climate that we've had this year, um, there's been some, some, some phenomenal and very fast development on Microsoft's behalf to innovate that space and i think that in time that it's only going to get better um you know we we would often have conversations with teachers or students about oh how can i do this and then we would would be like oh you know we can't quite there might be a different um uh, alternative or something like that and that they eventually then like you know a month or two later we find that that feature is then possible now, you're going to be presenting on uh, Microsoft Teams for beginners at a Microsoft event very soon. Let's, let's uh, channel those beginners right now and come back to something that you mentioned just a moment ago. What advice would you give to teachers who look at their computer and can see the Teams icon and are perhaps just a little bit nervous about clicking on that and seeing what's behind that wall, so to speak? How would you go about starting a conversation with those people to get them to, uh, let's say, dip their toe in the water? Yeah, um, you know, I have a few strategies that I normally give teachers. I would always recommend that you, uh, if you've got someone in your school that's already using it, is ask them, you know, if you could, if they could add you to their team and just kind of watch and observe how they're doing it. No, that's a good idea. And how they're, and they're how, yeah, how they're using it. You know, even, um, I even sometimes recommend, because there's two levels, there's what we call owners and members, and essentially that just means teachers and students in my eyes. And I even say sometimes, you know, go in as a student and see and see what the environment is also like for the student, um, you know, how because it is slightly different. Um, and so I always kind of recommend that first if they're even quite nervous even about originally opening it. Um, the other thing that we have turned on in our tenant is that once a class is kind of made or generated, um, the students don't actually have access to it first, but the teacher does. So it right. kind of gives the teacher a bit of a sand pit. Like they, so they can go in, they can do whatever they want. They can push out an assignment, but it's not going to go to the kids. It's not live yet, but they can, they can do, they can still go in there, play around with everything, put documents in take documents out. Um, you know, so have that sandpit time if you can find it. Um, you know, the other big thing, um, which again, whether it's turned on by default or not, is if you are, you know, if you if you need to establish those 
those conversations with students about, you know, how we're going to use this, what we're going to use it for, how to use it appropriately. Start by making sure the students are muted. Um, so you can go in that. That'll just, it, again, it's kind of just feels a little bit like a read only for the students. They can't quite interact yet, interact yet. But then when you're ready, you know, you can turn that off and you can um, start having those conversations with them. There are a lot of, um, I guess, like permissions that can be set up inside of Teams that really allows the teacher to have the confidence to use it. So, for example, like one that I quite often help teachers set up is that you can um, set, uh, you can um, make it as, sorry, go into your settings and so that when you post a message, then the students can reply, but the students can't post anything new so you right. always as a teacher have to start the conversation and then the students are invited to reply um where if you don't turn that on basically like the students can just kind of um start any conversation that they want um so there are there is so much in that space to kind of help teachers to you know have a lot of confidence around using it so there are you know those little tips and tricks are, are things that i like to suggest and teachers uh, who have tried those uh, strategies, are, are you getting good feedback from them? Yeah, absolutely. I kind of stay in a lot of the teams that I'm in. So we kind of like, with the people I work with, I think we kind of have this competition as to who, who has the most amount of teams. Because like, <laughs> because like every every class we go to, we're like, you know, to help them out as well. We go, well, you know, add us to you, add us to your team and, you know, we'll be there to support you. We can pop in whenever we can and give you suggestions. And a lot of people really like that. And I mean, we're, we're very fortunate at, at our, um, at Brisbane Catholic education to have a team like, like the one that I work with. And, um, so it's kind of, it's just those little things. Like uh, another one is that you can mute individual students. If you come across a student who just isn't using that post section, correctly you know they're, they're not having the right conversations you know you could just you can just mute that student for 24 hours you know have that conversation with them about appropriate use and then and then unmute them and then they you know they're kind of welcome back into that space you know over time you know the, the students learn um it's all you know it's it's a teach it's a teaching profession it's all about use teaching them how to use it correctly they'll, they'll always know what buttons to press guarantee you but it's, it's about how to use it and what it's meant to be used for. Sounds like a really exciting emerging space. Nathan, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us this morning. No, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to Central Station. If you'd like to know more about Nathan's experience with Microsoft Teams in the classroom, then sign up for the 2020 Microsoft EduDay, coming up on Friday the 9th of October. There you can register for Nathan's session and check out the other great topics being presented. And to hear other interviews with inspiring educators from around Australia, make sure you subscribe to Central Station on your favourite podcast app. This podcast is brought to you by Central, which supports Microsoft Teams integration that allows schools to quickly deploy Teams channels for every class. To find out more about how Central and Microsoft Teams can benefit your school, visit the website central.com.au. I'm Colin Klupik. Thanks for listening.